Hello, welcome back to the podcast car. I'm Jim. I'm Elise. And this week we're discussing The Cat's Car, Season 1, Episode 7. Five. Five. Why did you say seven? What are you... (laughs) Five, Good job. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, what do you think of this episode? So, I think this is the most interesting one so far, because they... They go through uh, a lot of Tulip's personal past stuff, and they um, they also cover a lot of really interesting lore stuff. So, overall, yeah, this episode has a lot more to unpack than previous episodes do. We'll get to more of it later, but it introduces us to the tapes. Which yeah, is pretty good. <clears throat> so they start out. They just. They just exit a previous car that's not relevant to the plot, but it's like dinosaur, dinosaur baseball, baseball or something. Baseball. Yeah, it's like, like we'll like, never we'll forget you. We'll always remember you. Wait, and what then, was his name again? I don't know. I kind of already forgot. <laughs> that's what they say. It's funny. They got uh, the, they got yes. the sense of humor here. They got and then the, the car the in jokes. front of them ejects. Yeah, so this is the first time we see the cars moving around. He's like, the cars can move? Yeah. And it turns out it's the cat's car that moves in Drops front of in. them. Yeah. Um, so the way that this is presented, it seems very much like that was intentional to trap her. Um, the cat tries to pass it off as if uh, it was accidental. Like, what does it she's like, the oh, you've stumbled onto my humble abode. Yeah, so when she gets in, there was... Uh... Laser pointers and yarn are the first things it really shows. Yeah. So we got some foreshadowing for the reveal in the next four seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's the cat. Yeah. Honestly, I could didn't. I was thinking of being like, let me see if I can identify every single object that's visible. And I'm like, that's gonna take too long. Okay. God. Oh, then she goes like scary, crazy when one one touches the globe. Yeah. Yeah, one one is doing the "Are you my mom?" thing with that too. <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> "Yeah." Ooh, I should not have gets, done that hiss. She gets mad online. God, stop. Okay, <laughs> next thing. Uh, well, they're talking, right? Does anything? Did yeah. you say talk so, about anything important? Um. Right away. I don't think so. I think Tulip just gets like annoyed and like fed up and she tries to leave she's just like i don't trust you and such and um well what they talk about before is um she fills atticus in on what happened and then the cat tries to spin it like i recall that we had a deal and you backed out and da 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 being her heckin deceptive self and tulip tries to leave she's like i don't care i'm done with your crap and um the cat ac- accidentally uh, knocks down um, the tapes that are above the door. And she goes, Oh, could you be a deer and pick those up for me? I do it myself, but... And it's a close-up shot of her paw. <laughs> and it's just the no-thumbs joke again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not as much of a running thing as the, as the onions thing, but it's still here Except- a lot, so... So yeah, then we see, uh, well, the cat sets up the TV. It's the classic thing from old school. She pulls out the TV on the TV cart. Yeah. <laughs> sets up the chair. 
Yeah. Uh, right, and so... Even Atticus is like, this is super shady, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. I don't trust the, her. The, the tape has her name on it and such, so that's yeah, why she's, like, cool. curious about it. She's like, oh shit. Um, well, she's like, every passenger has one. Mm-hmm. And she implies so that it's related the only, to the number, the which it is. That's the first reference we get. Well, that's the only reference we get since the thing in the first episode when she sees the guy getting his exit. Well, we didn't know it was getting an exit yet. Yeah. But this is the first time other passengers are referenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... In the tape... Yeah, they sit down and watch the tape, and she, like, hesitates, and the cat pushes her hand into the play button. So, yeah. she gets, like, sucked in. We go to, uh, what was it? It was, like, Dolphin World? It's supposed to be at, Sea World, so essentially. So, at, at first, she, um... Marine Animal at Park. At first, they... At first, she's in, like, the, the white void room, and it has the, um, the static in front of her. And then that eventually becomes her memories, and she's like, oh, I remember that. And she touches it, and she gets sucked into the memory. Um, and then they go to Dolphin World. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just... Yeah, Dolphin... <laughs> Which, yeah, and then it's all, like, happy. <laughs> What's the next memory she sees? Um... It's the birthday, I think, with the onion cake. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, I think that's further along. Um, so, she sees the Dolph World one, um, I think there's another one in between, it's not really that relevant, though, and then there's one Oh, where... it's the, no, it's, then it shows her on the, in, singing in her, with her family in the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, in the car. Then it's her and her friend on the bus. Mm-hmm. And then, um... It's the onion she's in, cake? She's in the... No, that comes later. She well, goes no, in the... the onion cake is the last of the good ones, I thought. No, that one gets, um... That one's after she figures out something's fishy already. Um... And then they... Like, oh, okay. Her. But, like... So yeah, she oh, sees... right, that's when they do the really creepy smiles. Mm -hmm. they, they look like the Titans in Attack on Titan. <laughs> the <laughs> giant one. teeth and the eyes, and it's like... Ugh. God. <laughs> so the next one, she comes down, and she sees yeah, on the she... TV is one one and Atticus have a donut hole or ad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, um... The... A good uh, Easter egg is like the the logo on the TV is like oh, it was the, the Infinity, Infinity thing from the Infinity Train logo, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and it shows her younger self like putting a blanket on nothing on the couch and like unnaturally no, no, it's just her smiling. With her hand, yeah, it's just her with her hand on the couch, looking sad. Yeah, this looking weird, happy. And it's like ugh. Yeah, and there's but like, then she's like, no, this isn't what happened. Yeah, there's like muffled sounds coming from it, and she sees a brief flash of someone underneath it, and then the memory quickly changes. Um, no, doesn't it go, doesn't it loop back to this one, and it goes to Dolph World first? Yeah, it goes to Dolph World. Again. We go back to Dolph World, and it's like, oh yeah, Dolph knew, and then it references the other one that's definitely dead in the other tank. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, those sea parks are horrible. Boycott mm -hmm. Sea World, even though I'm pretty sure they're shutting down and getting rid of the performance shows soon anyway. Swaggert. Because it's um, Watch Blackfish but yeah. if you want. It's very sad, so be ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix. So she doesn't have glasses yet, and her parents are arguing about the um, the optometrist stuff. And she's like, oh, they were fighting, that's right. That's how it happened. 
and then it keeps going through. And then it's through. like, oh right, this is probably why this place closed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, she's not, what do you mean she's not waking up? Like, oh, right, that's why it closed. Yeah. And then they get, they get back to the, um... The, and it shows uh, her dad. living room one, and it shows her tucking her dad, putting a blanket over her dad, and it's like, oh, you're tucking me in now, huh? And it's like, like, obviously he's just trying to at least kind of make it lighter, but it's like definitely mm -hmm. not helping. But he's, he's like, not in a great state. And then she's like... Wait, or is that... And then the next one is the whole... Uh, right, it makes her nightmare. uncomfortable remembering it, um, and she gets distracted by the cake the cake thing. So that's in the next room. And, and then it goes to the divorce thing where it's the nightmare version. Yeah. Bad news to live we're getting divorced. <laughs> divorce. And that's divorce. actually when it shows, it shows ugly Ernie. Irwin. Yeah. Just flying around. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that that was the that was that. So. Which I'm like okay so thematically like well not thematically but is, is that supposed to mean something? Or maybe it's that Erwin's ugliness was on the inside the whole time. <laughs> maybe. maybe he was just evil, and that's maybe. why they all called him ugly. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, but um, Atticus is next to her, so maybe it could be his emotions leaking through. We don't know. It, it probably doesn't actually mean anything. It, but, but, I mean, in a show like this, everything means something. Yeah, true. Like Gravity Falls, where Alex Hershey made it, where there was like... Okay, this is a completely off topic, but <laughs> that's fine. The, it was in the episode "The Love God" when they're running through all the stands. He had had a written amount message in all the stands, even though it's like a blur in the background, basically. And within an hour, it, it was already <laughs> nice. solved on like Gravity Falls forums. Damn. Which is which? Yeah, Gravity Falls fans are insane. Yeah. Which reminds me of the thing, it was in, uh, the, so this is basically for Gravity Falls, and it's like, the biggest twist is that it's a kid, that, that it's for children, and you're just crazy. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But yes, yeah, back to the show, um, though. so, she, um, the divorce thing, um, she yells at it, okay, so, the fake memories this whole time have been, like, making static appear on her body, and, like, when whenever she recognizes the real memory, it goes down. So, like... Which is the one where it goes, like, all the way out. Yeah. And for the divorce thing, only her face is showing. And she's like, no, it's not how it happened, and then we see like, the Like, it's even going up the back of her ponytail. Yeah. The bottom. Which is interesting that it just goes up, like, a level, going all the way up your body. I'm making... Also, all the time when we record these, I'm making, like, hand gestures, even though neither of us can see each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's watching a video of this. Oh my god. But if no, it, yeah. If it helps, it helps. So it's like, it goes up, like, a level, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, when you fill up, like, a milk jug, and it's, like, up in the handle, mm -hmm. as well as the... Yeah. I feel like um, I'm tangenting. <laughs> a little. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, she, reckon she, like recognizes the real memory so it's her coming in she's like yo what are we doing are we going out for dinner are we getting are we getting ordering food what and it's then, very uncomfortable yeah especially because really there's no background music right it's just the noise of them talking and i guess probably mm -hmm. some vague house noises yeah but and they um so and it's 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 like 
uh, her dad goes like neither, and they they just they just like her parents keep like talking like over each other slightly, and just like you can tell that there's uncomfortable tension, and it's like you can feel that stuff, and it's just yeah. Neither of them want to be the one to say it. Right. And Tulip keeps messing with the paper towel. Because um, she's anxious about it, clearly. Um, so when they finally tell her, she gets, like, really frustrated. And... She... I think she kind of blames herself, but she also says, like... Um, everything was fine, but you had to go and change everything. She bursts out at them. And then... Yeah. Just, like... I don't know, I don't remember exactly how the scene went, but it's... It's very uncomfortable, and clearly something she's just, like, not been thinking about, because it's on. Un- it's obviously yeah. uncomfortable for her. So... I'm trying to think... How it goes. Because she's like, yeah, yeah, but you're gonna get divorced, and they're like, well, you know, it's complicated. And she's like, well, yeah, yeah you're either married or you're not. It's not that complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just like, and even they try telling her this isn't your fault. This isn't about you. Yeah, but she blames herself anyway. Yeah. So this is definitely one of those ones where it doesn't seem like either of them really are angry at each other. It's just. Yeah, they know it's not working out. And I, I related pretty personally to this, because, like... Yeah, I, I didn't want to ask, because I know I had It's heard... not really uncomfortable for me, it's just, like... I can understand how that would be uncomfortable for someone else, you know? I had heard, like, I'd seen things online about how people had had some... Not as extreme, but some people, like, children and parents of, like, divorce watching this together. And they had had, like, similar reactions to... A lot of like the World War Two veterans who had seen uh, Saving oh, Private right. Ryan, the beginning scene, where I'm not saying that they had like an anxiety, a panic attack or anything. But, no, like, but it was really like, just it was they had to step them, away yeah. from the show for a minute. Yeah, just because it was very emotional. Obviously, two completely different kinds of trauma. And yeah, but they are both so they are both trauma though. That was just the so. most similar thing I could draw. The most similar comparison yeah. I could draw. Yeah, even just though it was difficult I'm not really to qualified watch. to talk about either <laughs> of those kinds of trauma. It's fine. They were, they were. It was difficult for some people to watch, I guess. Um, so yes, it's after this one, and then she's like, "Yeah, this is how it happened." Oh right, because Tulip's also talking to herself mm-hmm. through the entire thing. She's like, "Just stop, <laughs> calm down for a minute, listen to them." Yeah. Okay, and I, there's not a scene, and then after, then she gets out of the tape at that point. Yeah, and it just, like, shows her going through the, going through the tape portal, and it's the wacky train thing, I don't know. And it's falling through the, <laughs> um, por- falling through the tube and seeing a bunch of different scenes going on on screens in the background. Because it's definitely yeah. <laughs> never been done in any show ever before. <laughs> We're making jokes about it, but it it works well here. It's a genuinely well done. It's a good scene. I yeah. like it whenever it shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it mostly reminded me of Mario Odyssey, oddly enough, because there's a cutscene like that when you first capture the frog at the start, because that's the first thing you ever capture in the game. Um, 
and I just oh, that's don't what you remember. That's what I first. Fairly Odd Parents TV special thing, where he has the TV remote and he's going through like different television shows. <laughs> there probably is something like that. I just don't remember it. Um, it was like a big special, and then he super ages himself. It's very complicated. Then he, they have like an animated battle. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay, back to the topic. When yeah. The cat's so she like, gets back hey, in her chair. You wanna, like, yeah, she gets back, back in, in her chair, and it's in the middle of Atticus talking, um, and the cat goes, oh, you're you're back quickly, and Tulip gets even more pissed off, um, and the cat is like, well, you, you might want to, I don't know, look around in there some more, <laughs> and well, it's very like clear cat, that- I guess, didn't- well, the cat knows why people are on there, so surely she would be able to understand that- no one going into the tapes would have a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think she was trying to trick Tulip she's into thinking to she was Makes it seem to. like she was like, okay, so I don't want... Especially when we get to later with the conductor showing up. It genuinely seems like she doesn't... She's not trying to hurt Tulip in any way. Right, she's just trying to like she keep was like, her hey, there. I'm I just need you out of the way for a little while. Yeah. She just needs to look And it's to not going to be that bad in there. Right. But, which also seems like it would be pretty bad in there. Yeah. That is also weird. I just want to mention on for Grace's tape later on. Okay, yeah. Spoilers, obviously. Seas end of season three. <laughs> it seems like she was in there for a long time. Because she was at least a few months, because of how much longer Simon's hair is. Oh, jeez. I don't she even like remember. A month, but it seems like she was at least... She had to have at least been in there for a few weeks. I actually completely forgot that detail, so... We'll get to that when we get Simon's to that, but that's like... Simon's hair is, like, past his shoulders. That's, like, down. By the time she gets out. And even though it's, like, up in a ponytail for most of the season, it doesn't seem like it would have been that long. Yeah. And obviously, how much the apex has changed and stuff seems like it that... Even if, like... Obviously, I mean, it's kids and they're easily manipulated and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem like that's the kind of thing he could have done in, like, a few days. Yeah, no, definitely. He would have needed a lot of... He would have needed a lot of time. Although, the, the Apex not made was... It's exactly clear how many cars are between them. True. Yeah. Because it seems like it was just the next one over. Mm-hmm. But... I think they probably left that ambiguous on purpose. I mean, he was basically lost at that point, so he was done. So, uh, yeah, the next scene... Uh, so, she, like, storms out of there. Um, she, she sees her number changing, but doesn't look at it. Yeah. It's, like, changing in the background, even as she's not looking at it, too. It's just constantly, like, slot machine, almost. And she's just like, I don't care, and she puts a glove over it. Um, and then the cat... She doesn't want to see she... it, and she leaves. So, there's one final the, scene. The lights blink out. Yeah. So, and when when the, the cat grabs a tape, an un, seemingly unmarked tape off the shelf. Yeah. And tucks it in her weird little coat. Right. Because, um... Which I'm wondering... It might have been Simon's, I feel that's like. That's what I was going to say. I think yeah. it might have been Simon's tape. And we just haven't seen it yet. Which, you know, right. now we may never, unfortunately. <laughs> but... Yeah. It's just sad. like, it seemed like it was very important to her. 
So knowing what we know now, that's probably what it is. Um, I mean, I guess there's also a chance it was Grace's tape, but there's no. It could have been, but like it makes that. a lot more sense because we see that Simon's. she has that in her possession later on. Well, no, she doesn't because yeah. Simon uses the. She gives him the box and the little one one, the mini one one bots. Because mm -hmm. if you look at the little robots that are the tape feeders, they look like tiny one ones. Yeah. But it, yeah. it just seemed like it. the fact that she went for that one immediately means that it was just something that was very, very important, important to her. And Simon clearly Is has that much more, much closer connection to her than Grace does. Yeah. As far as I remember, so that it, just makes a little more Grace sense had to me. Ever, it doesn't seem like Grace had ever met the cat before she showed up in the cat car. Yeah. In the cat show, in the, what's it, the lucky cat car in season two. Yeah. I mean, she might have, but like, she obviously knew who she was. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, the next, then we see the, uh, well, we hear, we see the, it shows the black, and then we see the sine wave with the do 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 Yeah, do. so that's, that's clearly, <laughs> yeah, so they have a, they have, like, a specific, um, tone that gets played in order to control the, uh, Which, well, the that's steward. the theory, but it seems like, that seems like what it is. Might as well con yeah. Which like, is an awesome tune. I don't know what else it is if, um... Because then one one makes that. the same noise when he reconnects to the train. Yeah. And he makes the same noise in, in episode three. Yeah, he... it's a much more purified version yeah. when he does it, because the conductor's one seems much more staticky. Mm-hmm. Or... Like, probably Amelia just only had just access at this to point. it. We might as well. Yeah. That's Amelia. Um... Which, it seems like Amelia's probably the one that gave the cat those tapes. Yeah. Because she's like, I thought I didn't think we would be able to get out so soon. Mm-hmm. No. Um, well, it doesn't seem like that they had ever... She, it seemed like she's at least had experience with passengers getting to their own into their own tapes before. And it also yeah. seems like the first time she's seen a person escape on their own. Right. Um, just seems like, uh... Yeah, she was very intentionally placed there to trap Tulip. We don't really know the motive for that, as you said, um, what you said about it probably being just they need to keep her in place for a little while, well, that seems like it makes trouble. the most sense to me, yeah. She got in the way of the conductor in the car of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just seems to, that just seems to make the most sense to me. And she's moving intentionally towards the engine. Yeah. And also, well, I think it also has to be 100% because they know she has 1-1. One, one. Right. And also, that's that even very if one one doesn't too. know it, even if one one doesn't know it, he can control the steward. Right. So that's dangerous. So they're trying to keep her as far from the engine as possible. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm like, couldn't you just, like, I know it would make her number go up a bit, but like, why not just kill her? <laughs> With everything you've done at this point. <laughs> I feel like killing one kid for a little more time on the train. <laughs> well, I mean, like... She could, but she's still trying to justify her actions, and I don't remember if she's actually directly killed anyone at this point. I don't think she has. Probably not. Um, it seems like all she's done is... I mean, she might have indirectly killed a bunch of children by, yeah. like, messing up the train and none of them getting... and no one getting their message for 30 years. Right. But... <laughs> no one getting the walkthrough for, like, however long she was on the train. Yeah, but she's definitely trying to justify it to herself, so... Like, she probably... There's no way she could justify murdering a child. Yeah. So... I I don't think she would do that. But, um... 
But why not just like, why not even just kill one one? Like, grab him with your conductor suit, throw him off the side of the train. I mean, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, that is that is a fair point. Very dark, obviously. Yeah, that is a fair point. But I think, I don't know. Um, she might want to keep him alive for the purposes of like, um, if she ever needs to like know more about how the train works. I guess I don't know. Um, that is a better point. Um, just killing one one. I feel like. But, like, she's she's not in a great headspace, so she's probably not Thinking planning it out too meticulously. It, it seems like she's just kind of she's very going off the rails by a little the bit. Of her pants. Yeah. Jumping um, from decision to decision without mm-hmm. really thinking about it. Yeah. So... Yes, like, it's, okay, it's so very you... possible she didn't think of it. Yeah, then the uh, she has the steward destroy the car. Yeah. Oh yes, it's when everything's being destroyed that the cat grabs the tape. Right. Justin, that steward just flying around, shredding yeah. everything apart. So, right. So what happens is, um, they give her one last shot, and then they break all her shit. <laughs> Yeah. Just as, like, a motivation, I think. It's probably more just, just to a make show sh- of force, it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just a reminder it as doesn't to seem like she's the, dealing with. That Amelia's willing to, it doesn't seem like she's willing to actually kill the cat. Right. But she, she or, is not below, like, manipulation like that. And destroying so. everything she holds dear. Mm-hmm. The, I'm pretty sure the car gets brought to the front. Um, before this happens, but I don't quite remember whether it's before or after. No, because I don't think we see the car moving. The conductor just shows up in the car. I thought we saw it moving, but I could be misremembering. We see it, it moves in front of Tulip. Yeah. No, I just, I thought there was also a shot of it going back, but I'm not sure. Maybe it did? I don't remember. Yeah. I, I just now watched it, but I could be misremembering it. Not sure. I watched it like a week ago, so I'm not really <laughs> much more help. Okay, so uh, move on to the next portion. How would you rate this episode? Because we're yeah we're doing ratings only ev- every other episode because we just that is our we tradition. We forget. Well, we didn't do it. It's just we didn't do it last time because it was the trailer review. But we did. It for but the last no, episode. we didn't. We didn't do it for Corky Car either. I don't think. Well, Wait. I mean, we did it for Crystal Car. So now we're back to back. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. The only um, now we've done it for Beach Car. <laughs> Only because neither yeah. of us really like the beach car. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say. Also, we this is also probably... we kind of forgot to do it. Haha, <laughs> funny. Um, my first, for my me, favorite one so far. Yeah, I it's would. The most agree. interesting so far, at least as far as lore and moving the story forward. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff happens here. We learn more about um, the cat. We learn more about um, Tulip's past. We learn more about the tape stuff in the train. That tape stuff becomes a lot more gruesome in season two. We don't ever see that here, but I'm pretty sure that's how the tapes are made. Is what we see. Well, in season we see. Two. Well, no, yeah, because then it feeds it into the robot. The robot makes it into a tape. 
plays yeah. the tape and, and that decides the number. Mm-hmm. Which it also, like, how does the, the number correlate to the tape? Is it just... Well, the tape is of all their memories, and, like, everything that makes them what they are. But it seems like and it's the number... only the relevant memories to whatever's going... Which I guess... That would make like that would make a lot like of that. sense. It would be all of your memories. Your entire life would be relevant. Yeah. Um. It does look through all of your memories. I think it just only records the ones it thinks are relevant. Probably. That is my head that I came up with on the spot. <laughs> um, but, but it seems to make sense. How too. directly it relates? Because like we see one guy getting like a thousand, like fifteen hundred. In season two, yeah. I'm like, yikes! <laughs> Ooh. Starting off with that, yeah. Because then one person starts, we see one person starting off with like forty or like fifty something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not that bad. But it's also very dark that you're actually on the train for the entire time, and then when you come back, yeah. all that time has actually passed. Which, I mean, yeah, what can you say? This show something. Dark. It was very meant. To, it was very intentional because it was like, yeah, if no time had passed in the real world, then growth really wouldn't have been any worth anything. Yeah. Because you didn't have to sacrifice anything to get it. And also, like, how are you supposed to go back to your life if you've been gone for like five months? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I kind of understand it if you're. Um... If you're, like, an adult, but if you're young, if you're a kid, then that's, like, kind of impossible. Like, come on, she's gonna have to, like, redo 7th grade. Like, that's... Yeah, they, like, ask, um, they, like, do fucking parents put up, like, a missing child thing. Just, like, oh, God. That sounds really difficult to deal with. But, like, she would have vanished without a trace. Like, how? Yeah. Because even... It's possible. I mean, we don't really know how much around itself the train generates. Because well, she actually finds an actual train platform. But we right. don't know if the platform would have been generated by the train. Well, doesn't the, um... That car that, like, fixes everything? I don't remember what it's called, but that car, like, can generate things on the outside. Well, that's so the maybe... Tape. Yeah, he says the tape car is the only car that generates the universe on the outside. So maybe that... Um, maybe the tape car is the first thing they ever interact yeah. with. That's what the main theory and that's... is. Then you get right into the tape car, it sucks you into the weird... Yeah. ...under tape fluid thing. Yeah. And you get the tape stem coming out of your head. I'm having a very hard time describing myself here. <laughs> it's fine. Every, again, everyone watching this has seen it all already, so it's fine. Watching. But, everyone like, listening they, to this. Like, would they have just found her footprints going out there, and then they just stop? If yeah, they that's... found footprints at all? Yeah, that's odd. There's a lot of stuff that isn't really explained about how the train works yet, and... Because, like, I'm okay with it being unexplained, been, but, like, it's still re it would be really cool to see an explanation. Imagine, like, if somebody got tried with, like, her kidnapping and murder. Yeah, God. And then was, like, found guilty, and now they're, like, life in prison, and then she comes back, like, hey, it's me. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. And I wonder if, like, in this universe, the train would be, like, an urban legend kind of thing. Maybe. Or, like, a shared trauma, where, like, a lot of people had a sa the same experience. Well... It would, 
probably have to... It, like, I don't really see that happening, at least... Um, it would have to be somewhere where a lot of people who were on the train live. Like, like is it an, so uh, far is there like we an have r slash the train. <laughs> I wonder if Reddit exists in this universe. <laughs> oh, it definitely does. Tulip's on Reddit, no doubt. <laughs> Tulip is a redditor. <laughs> she eats onions. I'm saying something, but that's thing. I feel like it would be enough people would know that, like some scientists or university would actually find it worth looking into. Yeah. I mean. Again, it depends on how commonplace those um, those interactions are. But so. the way we see it, almost seems like there's at least there could possibly be hundreds of people on the train at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Well, well again, they, they don't train. all have to be from America. Like, there's a lot of people over that. the world. So that's what I know. I'm saying like, yeah, that's thing people around the world would know. It's like. Yeah. If she had been going to a therapist or something, I mean, I guess after the train you don't mm -hmm. need a therapist. <laughs> well, some people might. But, yeah. Uh, you'd be like, oh, yeah, um, like, for grace, it's like, oh, where have you been the last ten years? Like, if she, whenever she gets off, maybe it'll be 11 right. or 12 by that point, but, like, she was like, I was on a, uh, a train, and each <laughs> car was, like, a world, like... You think they're depending yeah, on... Yeah, nobody would believe with, that shit. But I mean, especially with the therapists and psychologists her parents would be able to pay for. You think some of them might have been like, oh, yeah, I've heard about this. I've yeah. heard this from other patients, or I've seen papers on it and stuff. Mm hmm So. Right. It seems like something that would at least be known enough, but then they could also be like, oh, did you hear about that on, like, the internet? Right. But they would still be the first person who came back from the mm -hmm. train. Well, I mean, when does when does season one take place? Like, I, I don't think it's that. I mean, maybe it's confirmed somewhere. Yeah. I well, no, don't no. Know. Reg okay, regardless of when that takes place, when does Amelia get on the train? That's like thirty years before that. I think Amelia right, gets so there, on there, there sometime is no, in the seventies. There's no internet at that point. But I I don't quite remember. Is the train like new at that point? I feel like that's what they We don't explained. know. Because, no, because all we know is that it's, in season three, Cat says, the cat says, it hasn't snowed here in over a century. Oh, okay, so, so it's, existed it's existed at least 100 years. At least 100 years before season three. And we know the time scale is the same because he's said that, right? Well, I mean, at least in relation to the real world. Where, yeah. So time passes like, like... Does the train exist outside of time? on its own yeah. timeline? Like, could you it's... die in the 1800s and end up on there at the same... Or not die. Could you get on there in the 1800s and end up on the train at the same time as someone from, like, the 2000s? Yeah. Um, but no, I would, that would think... mess up the timeline. So right, so be, yeah, I would think everyone... Parallel. Yeah, I would think it's parallel. Another weird thing is we don't quite know... Um... Hold on, I'm having a brain moment. Um, we don't, to, we don't know where chunk, everything. Chunk yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a long one. Um, we don't quite know where this whole thing is. Like, obviously it's parallel, but does that doesn't mean it like doesn't take place in a far future? Like, it could still be transporting them into the far future to do that, 
and it just sends them back um, the appropriate amount of time. Because one theory so, that I've heard is that that's a post-apocalyptic Earth. Mm-hmm. It certainly looks like it could be. the train is finding people who could be influential to save the world. From whatever cool. horrible apparatus makes the world look like that. Yeah. And Some whatever people say causes it's aliens, to... something like that. <laughs> the aliens thing is uh, the train definitely seems like a human-made thing. Cuz it's a train. Yeah. And it's also possible, do you think that people, when you're on the train, whenever someone's talking to you, you hear it in whatever language you know? Yeah. And also, like, uh, your number. If you live in, like, China or somewhere where their number where they don't system use, is different. Like, the, yeah, where they uh, don't use Arabic numerals. The, if, like, if you're, like, from a Roman... <laughs> would you see, if, like, you're, if you're, would you if see, you're like, from Roman China... <laughs> I mean, well, we don't know if the Trains were not a thing pre... in that time. I don't know. But if you live in China, because in China now, because of their language difference, they don't use the same numerals as we do. So, like, if you're in China, does your number look like the, um, the characters that they use for numbers? Or if your number was 80 and you're from France, it's like, oh, your number is 420s. How interesting. <laughs> no, that's just how they say it. It looks the same. Oh, but yeah, it's... It's very... That's just a very deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Conversation to go down. It's still very interesting How does the train's language work? Yeah. And it's just like... Episodes previous to this have not really... Brought those questions to mind. Whereas... This episode is very much... Doing that. But then it's also like, you know, could, uh... Do denizens grow old and die? Because, like, yeah. in season three, we saw Well, probably Cuba, not, she because... she specifically mentioned having children. It probably depends. The cat probably cannot age. Because, again, she mentioned being on there for centuries. They so. seem to have that kind of immort... Maybe they have that kind of immortality where, like, you're not gonna grow old, but, like, if someone kills you... Yeah, like you can that, be that killed, seems... but you can't grow or die of old age. That's probably what it problems. is. Because, like, with Apex, you see them wheeling people all the time. I so... don't see them doing it. I mean, we see well, Simon do but it. it but <laughs> like... the way they act implies that it happens a lot. So, denizens can definitely be killed. Yeah. <laughs> God. And, like, do denizens have souls? Is there some kind of denizen afterlife, or are they just gone, gone? Yeah. And then also, like, would they be respawned in whatever car they come from? Like, a completely yeah. new version of them? That's interesting, too. It's just, like, so many questions about this. So many unanswered questions that may never be answered, because it's cancelled. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, sad. You know, my what I've been saying is, if they if the Snyder cut can happen, then so can book five. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Too very if they put up if they put up a Kickstarter, I would I would contribute. That's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say. If they put up a Kickstarter, I would definitely contribute to it. 
and they just made it like an indie thing or something. But I mean, like that would also be a lot of money because that would that would mean Owen would have to buy the rights back for himself. Yeah. The IP back. Because HBO HBO owns it right now, yeah. Who's owned by? Yeah, which is all owned by which is Matt and Warner Brothers are both owned by AT and T. Oh shit. <laughs> That, yeah, AT&T is the one who stepped in to make the Snyder Cut happen, because Warner Media was like, I, we do not want to fucking do this. It's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a waste of money. Good old AT&T. And then they they're provide like, well, my phone service, it, they provide the Snyder Cut. And we this might be able to make money. They're like, well, this seems like something we can make money on. And then they gave Zack Snyder $38 yeah. million dollars to basically make the movie again. <laughs> to patch it together from whatever he had shot. As well as filming, like, half the movie over. Yeah. Considering Watch they're... the Snyder Cut fans come at us. <laughs> I, I mean, considering twice. they're... It was I didn't... fine. However, like, 15 of you listened to this. It was fine, I guess. It was better than the Joss Whedon version, I guess. But that's probably not hard. No, considering the Joss Whedon version was terrible. Unfinished? It was red, like, half the time. Oh, God. <laughs> I have some theories about that movie. I'm not going to go into it, because, well, you know what? I will. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're already going over, and this is not even about Infinity Train anymore. I think we should probably wrap up. My theory is that this is all red, that the, Jeff, the, the Zack Snyder or whatever DCEU is already in a post-Flashpoint universe. Jim. Because I think this is the version where the Flash has already altered the timeline and fixed it. Jim. I will go into this. <laughs> <sighs> I am not. No, we're at like 40. It's yeah. going to be like 45 minutes, which is going to be our longest episode yet. <laughs> but, on the plus side, it's going to be beefy for your listeners, so uh, enjoy. Yes, and beefy for me editing after work tonight. Have fun with that. So I can upload it tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, you get a late release, but you get a beefy episode. So. Oh god, this wasn't even intentional. Yeah, this sorry about the sorry about the late episode. release, y'all. It just it's uh, just a very deep episode. Which the next one, the unfinished car, might all might also be. I don't beefy. I don't know if we'll talk about it for as long as this, but yeah, certainly so certainly it'll be longer than. Side tangents in this episode. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Which I'm not cutting any of them out, only the giant gaps of silence. Based. Well, uh, you want to plug some of your socials? Uh, yeah, sure, let's do the, the funny ending thing. So, I've been Elise, this has been the podcast car, you've been, who have you been? I have been Jim. There you go. So, um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the podcast car. Um, my Twitter is kdv underscore granola underscore bars. I wonder how long I will keep having to say that, because that's a, a bit of a mouthful to say. And once again, I do not have any socials on which you can follow me, mostly because I use my private Twitter to get into political arguments, because <laughs> I don't have any self-control. <laughs> I think... Okay, if you see activity on the podcast twitter by the way and there's no it doesn't show who posted it that's jim that's not me <laughs> but i try i try to do it better. so if you want if you want to follow jim on a social you can follow our twitter and then you're following him there you go
I will never. That's act. how it works. I mean, there's been a couple times that I've accidentally made pet started political arguments on this podcast with her, but I quickly <laughs> <hated> them. <laughs> you did a good job. I'm proud of you. Well, All right. that's the end of the episode. Goodbye. Yeah, that's been it.